0: On this episode of the Telerotor RC Podcast, Monty does his best to get us all excited for the upcoming funfly season.
1: Attending funflies may result in death of heli, death of you, death of, your, uh, death of your hobby, death of your wife, death of your car, death of everything, death of your
0: wallet. And then first we learn it's pretty easy to pressure Cliff into something. Uh,
2: I got pressured into buying a free fall t-shirt. A little, uh, little Korean dude showed up and gave me, hassled me one time, trying to make me, you know, just pounded me, man. He's like... Well, well, man, you're you're not going to buy a shirt? What's up with that, man?
0: That goes a long way to explaining just what might be going on in this next little clip.
2: Jumping on the bandwagon. woo woo, All
3: aboard!
0: And as usual, the Paula finds a unique use for a tool we all know and love. So we ran it into the clubhouse, and I got it hot with a blow dryer. And then I go ahead and nuke the name of a popular fun fly. Fallout's, I mean, uh... Fallout.
4: Fallout! Where's oh <laughs> <laughs> your yep. Fallout, that's what it is? Winter Fallout.
0: <laughs> uh, maybe falling Out after that. Uh. And then, of course, Shaggy's going to let us know that it's a big one.
4: Whoa, 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 hang on. And then I see the jet stream drop down like, oh shit, this is going to be big. You know, and then everyone's saying, oh, it won't be that big. It's like, I'm looking at it right here. It's going to be big. I'm seeing where the high and low pressure zones are at and where it's going to be channeling to. It's going to be big.
1: Hello and welcome to Router RC. This is episode 45. Welcome to winter. How to prepare yourself for winter flying. This is Robert Monty, And with me, I have Cliff Lewis. Hey.
4: Rich Sowers. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Mike Shaggy Parker. The forecast predicts a high likelihood of get wrecked and a 100% chance of go f*** yourself. Back to you, Rob.
1: And Mike DiPaolo. Yeah, I'll have to get noises of him uh, revving his uh, <laughs> uh, his bike. Yamaha XT250 in the snow and getting nowhere with it uh, as he <laughs> was trying to ride today like he was some sort of f***ing hooligan. Okay, uh, what we did since the last episode.
4: Let's get Rich's done over with.
1: Yeah, for me, it was, uh, it's not much hobby related, as, uh, you know, last episode was, was our Christmas episode recorded really quite uh, at the end of November, um, so yeah, it was, for me, I finished up my second to last class for college, uh, tomorrow I start my very last class uh, to complete earning my bachelor's degree. Um, yeah, I say the other part is is uh, 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 the experiences that uh, I've had to help the content of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who wants to go next?
4: Shaggy, Shaggy's next on the list. All right, uh, very quick and simple. I joined the Contronic team, so thanks, Tim DePerry, for that opportunity. Cool, and that's all I've got. Next,
0: congratulations.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, congrats! Yeah. Congrats! It's awesome. I
1: will read DePaulo's. Um He wanted to get a new video card for his computer. He couldn't find one, so he bought the. Was it the thousand dollar or the two thousand dollar thirty thousand 30,
0: thirty? It might be two thousand dollars now.
1: That's what it was. No, he didn't. There was no mark. Yeah, there was no markup on it. He brought it right new. He got a thirty eighty Ti. That was funny.
4: That was
2: that was
0: funny. <laughs> yeah. So I've been looking uh, for a thirty sixty or a thirty seventy
4: TI to him I think that was mentioned in the last episode because we were on our way to Roanoke when he was getting it.
0: Uh
1: yes he was. Yeah. We were yo, know,
4: that did happen since last episode. We went and saw Jeff Dunham. Yeah, well we, that was mentioned in the last show.
0: Well, it's mentioned that you were going.
4: We were mentioned oh, we were going, that's right? Not that we went. That's right. We didn't talk to him though, unfortunately. Oh. We didn't talk to him. It was too cold inside to show
1: off uh, heli-related T-shirts. But we were pretty close. (laughs) Uh, We were – I mean I've watched lots of Jeff Dunham specials and found them to –
4: I kind of get bored with him, But uh, in person, man, his show is a lot better in person. Oh, yes. Agreed. And most of his (laughs) content was – I've seen a lot of his stuff and I keep up to date on – regularly on his YouTube channel. 90% of what he said was brand new stuff I've never seen before.
1: Yeah. And his his new character that he uh, made on YouTube. Earl. uh, Earl? Friggin' hilarious. U-R-L. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his name's name's Earl. It's spelled U-R-L. And he just spends his entire time tapping away on a phone.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty good. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. That's cool. Sounds like you guys had a good time on that trip.
4: Yeah. Hmm. It was cold. It was cold inside. (laughs) It was cold, actually.
0: I don't know, man. I've seen you in a sweatshirt with a hood on, you know, at like 80 degrees outside in the sun.
1: It wasn't 80 degrees. That must have been a morning of like spring flame, in which case it was 60 and I was cold. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think I got pictures.
1: I know. (laughs) uh, and, And I'll end this tangent real quick. I get tired of covering myself with mosquito spray in the summertime, so I'll usually put on uh, put on a jacket. You know what? I and,
0: think that's what that was about. If I
4: remember, yeah,
1: I, I put on a jacket in the evenings, into uh, the nighttime,
4: because I'm tired of covering myself with mosquito spray. And it yeah. it smells, sticks. That's what. That's basically all I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it still fits right into this episode.
1: It does. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Um,
2: I want to keep this moving.
0: Yeah. So, Cliff?
2: You're next on the list, Rich.
0: I'm a nexter on the list. I didn't join any teams. I did, um, you know, the the uh, Goblin 580 Raw, you know, went for pre-order. I'm seriously, seriously thinking about going ahead and ordering one. Mm-hmm, I keep should. looking at it. I, I, mm-hmm. I need something to replace my E5 with that's that size. Um, I understand Excel's working on something, but I don't, I don't know who knows when. So who knows if it'll be that size.
2: If you get the five eighty, just make sure if you're going to use the same servos that you use with your E five,
0: that you get the bigger mounts for the servos. Yeah. Cause I, it comes I, with minis. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't decided for sure yet, but I think I'm probably going to, um, cause I like that size and, uh. Why,
1: why Why? a 580 when you already have the 520 or is, is it a stretch of 550?
0: Because I don't care what any of the XL Power guys say or tell you. It's a freaking 420 stretched to a 550. It doesn't have the presence or the size of a true 550 or 600. That's the only reason. Awesome. I like it. You know, it's one of my favorite models. It's the model I fly the most. Um, and if they, ha- if they come up with something in a 600 size, I'm going to be all over it. Um, you know, and
1: so you're, you're cracking under the, uh, small heli humiliation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not the small. Heli- I, yeah, kind of. I, I just, I just, it feels like a 500 to me, even though it's stretched to a 550, when you look at it and you look at everything about it compared to a true 550 or 600, it just feels small to me. Not in the air as much. It's got a good presence and stuff. I mean, I'm not. It's one of my favorite models. I just, I don't know. I want something to replace my E5. Yeah,
1: I mean, my E5 canopy and my and my XL canopy aren't the same size. No, it's considerably different. The side, as far as like the side presence goes, but the yeah. lengthwise are roughly the same. But uh, this is this is dragging in this section. Yeah, here we go. We're done. Okay.
0: Yeah i'm thinking about ordering a 580 rod <laughs> see this is where we do this at um yeah. but I, I may and i may very well do it and the worst happens is i as i don't and i, I mean I, I do it and i sell it later or something but um, i say
1: hold on to your money until they release the next 580 that's going to have a full fuselage like a standard gobble
0: dude buy that
2: bra that thing is going to be badass and the parts are going to be cheap
0: yeah i'm thinking about it um and uh, then I went ahead. I did go and, from a couple of buddies of mine, pick up a uh, Goblin Raw 700 to convert to gas. Um, actually picked it up, got ready to order the conversion kit from Carrie, and the same literal freaking day or within a couple of days of me doing that, they they announced the XL power conversion um, <laughs> for the V2. Literally within a couple of days of me buying the the uh raw and i really 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 like where the motors positioned in that model
4: so you got a raw for sale then
0: i don't know yet
4: but i might okay let me know let me know know if you do no no shut up let me know know. shut the hell up i know know. where you got that thing from shut
0: up i think the price just went up whoever
4: i sell it to damn it never mind go back to go back to that (laughs) asshole there (laughs) You, you know what
1: you know you know you know uh 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 Tell your mom hi for me if you're
0: looking to sell it. <laughs> mm. No, I, I, I don't know yet. I, I may keep it doing as like electric. I, I haven't decided for sure, but I keep keep looking at the XL power, you know, the and I'm talking about the, um, oh, what polish do you call it? Polish
1: canopy and stick it on the wall with the rest
0: of your models. Do what? It's on the hang wall now.
1: Yeah, polish it up, stick it on the wall, just let it be there for another five or six years.
0: I don't have to polish it. I got a brand new canopy for it. How long were we going to talk about this stuff? Yeah, Rich. we're done. We
1: haven't got over, right. over five minutes yet with it.
0: Yeah, so
2: pertinent it it. But anyway, it's
0: it's it could still happen. But I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of the V2 conversion, and I'm and I'm, um, yeah. So um, <laughs> I am. Yeah. Um. You. Uh, um. Dude, you sound like a shaggy? Keep no, on. he sounds like Steve. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You guys are carrying on. Um. Yeah. Okay. I may do it. I may not. The XL I mean, I want to see one of the other conversions actually in person, but the pictures I've seen um, look really cool and uh, where that motor is that's so high in the frame. I've never seen a gasser with a motor sitting that high in the frame. It's really, that thing ought to fly really well for a gasser. Um, And it's light, you know? So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, And I've got everything for it, so... Um, Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Anyway, um, picked up some new servos for the Diablo from a friend of mine.
2: You got them in yet?
0: Uh, I do not have them in yet. Hmm. How come? Um, uh, Because I love taking my Diablos apart so much (laughs) that they're not done yet. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You haven't gotten the service. What's that have to do with, oh, when you say got them in, you're talking about got them in the model, not got them in the
0: He's family. talking about do I have them in the model yet. No, I have not yeah. put them in the model. And I've had them, what, for a month or so? Uh, something like um, that. Yeah. Um
1: Servo's servo oh it's friggin' servo wiring, yeah.
0: Yeah, because you've got to take the side off to get to get yeah. them in there.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear any more about that pain.
0: Yeah, so I just haven't <laughs> I just haven't done it yet. Um as awesome as those models are, they're just kind of a pain to work on. So
1: Diablo PTSD.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I had. Is that okay?
3: That was awful. Did I
0: do too bad? We didn't go off too far. I I just, I can't believe you went off on a tangent on a 580 rocket.
1: (laughs) Hey, I I looked at the clock. I was at nine minutes for 14. That's five minutes. And I don't know why I'm still talking. It was Cliff's turn.
2: Cliff, go. All right. I've done uh, very little flying. Um, uh, That's all my fault. Ting calls me every weekend. He's like, you coming out? Come on, the weather's good. Let's go. I'm like, and I just come up with every excuse not to go. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's too sunny. It's too cold. It's too hot. You know, whatever. It's
0: That's too, why Ting yeah. flies the way he does and you fly the way you
4: that, do. It, how many times do you think Ting has told me that? <laughs> Cliff will be the one that will make an excuse saying, it's too perfect outside. I can't fly. Exactly.
0: Uh,
2: um... I joined the Theta Servo team. I like them. I'm happy. About I that.
0: read that. Very so, cool, cool, man. And, Very good.
2: Uh, yeah, thank you. You're gonna have to show up because your team manager keeps asking where you at. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I did order the raw 580. Pre-ordered wow, it. Wow, that's uh, cool. I can't wait for that to come in. I'm really looking forward to that thing a lot. I think it's gonna be a. I think it's gonna be great. Um, it's definitely gonna be replacing the E5. Uh, yeah i yeah the e5 is on its last leg anyhow i had you know i ordered all those parts i've got i've got lots and lots of spare parts for the e5 if somebody needs stuff for the e5 let me know i've got parts um i have one one way bearing left in the helicopter and that's it so the next time that goes out it's done no it doesn't doesn't matter all the other parts i have I think I still have a one-way bearing inside of a hub for an E5. You have one, right? Yeah, brand new. Mm, okay. Well, then I know of, I know of one other one. Then so
0: I probably have, have the, four or five or okay. six.
2: All right.
1: Yeah, because the I mean the one-way bearing isn't isn't isn't
2: synergy. It's just a one-way bearing. The hubs,
1: you know, all synergy. Yeah. It,
2: it's yeah. Well, uh, yeah. By the time I usually finish it, it's both the one-way bearing and the hub. <laughs> it's like every crash i have that's what always goes out
1: oh yeah no hmm. time no, no,
2: no too old for hold yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly that's interesting i've never broke one but i've got my all my e5 stuff going up for sale pretty soon too so i'll have a whole lot of shit
2: you ain't gonna sell your e5 you're just gonna put it on a wall i am all right it's still my turn y'all sh- shut the hell up my
0: turn fine you brought up selling E five. I just had to jump on.
2: So that. Uh, I have decided to uh, to try out the Mikado V Control so, Touch. Cliff, you're uh, fired. Get out of here. Oh
0: God, we got one on our. Oh God, we got one in our group jumping, now.
2: Jumping on the bandwagon. Woo woo. All so, aboard. Uh, 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 I. So I have to ask you this: Are you going to try and compete with it? I. I at this point I am at least going to set it up and try it a good bit before I say I'm not going to Rich you have a chance now uh, so yeah i can't <laughs> I can't completely answer that yes or no but I'm going to try to okay now and uh I will the last thing I got well you shut the hell up it's still my turn <laughs> uh, I got pressured into buying a free fall t-shirt uh Little uh little Korean dude showed up and gave me hassled me one time trying to make me, you know, just hounded me, man. He's like "What, well, what well, well, man, you're, you're not gonna buy a shirt? What what's up with that, man? I'm like, all right, send me the shirt. So of course I had to get <laughs> Madison one too. You know, like forty dollars later. Well fifty I had to pay shipping too. And then he tried to get out of it and make me come to Thornburg and get it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I heard about that from Lamont <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was funny that's all I got cool so next part of the show RC heli news and heli event coverage I got none
4: just an elongated smiley face
1: yeah yeah elongated smiley face you always love it when you smile when you see that smiley face <laughs> Oh, yeah! <laughs> uh, next section Listener questions and feedback So uh, First up is Emails uh, Our great friend Javier Moreno emailed us He wrote us and said Merry Christmas my wish for you is to have a house Full of blessings uplifting time with family Delicious food and why not some new gifts
2: That was nice so, thank you very
1: much yeah. Thanks Javier uh, it is now past Christmas, and my family thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, we get to go visit family, so I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, next part, Discord questions. You know, uh, the listeners jumped in Discord after the last episode. Um, where did they jump in at versus where I recorded? So, I never responded... Um, I never responded to, uh, was it Yokon B? Um, his thing, he said, hey, do you know why a tighter tolerance introduces vibration? Seems odd. We'll also listen for sure. Um, yeah, so I, so during the last episode, I, you, I listed off, uh, bearing manufacturers, SKF, NSK, NTN, Koyo, and Naichi, um, Timkin and Schaeffler those are the big those are the biggest oldest uh, manufacturers in the world for bearings I listed them off and I also listed off that um the the bearings I got for minicopter were good quality um I also you know mentioned that many of the bearings in our helicopters are abec1 and installing uh, a bearing that has a higher tolerance as abec5 can create vibration issues and it'll cost more money than it's worth um It'll cost more money than it's worth unless the manufacturer specs the kit for that, like a, a specific part. Um, I know a minicopter, I think like one or two places may spec an ABAC-5 bearing, but they'll sell it, they'll sell it to you. Most helicopters don't. And Yokon-B was basically, how does it introduce vibration? I, I didn't put it in writing because uh, didn't I'm lazy. <laughs> I really, uh, I don't think there was a good way I could write out a description for it. Probably as I just didn't want to. Um, the explanation I'll give here in the show is um, with a tighter tolerance bearing, so the tolerances are measured in, in how much play there is between the inner race of a bearing and the outer race of a bearing. And so, with a, like an ABEC five bearing with a with a lower tolerance uh, for how much space is in that in that whole area. If you have a, a, a shaft that is a tight fit you know in the idea of the bearing and then a journal that is a tight fit, so the shaft is pressing outwards and the journal is pressing inwards, you'll end up with the balls in that radial bearing being crushed. and so you'll start to feel it be not smooth. Um, I'll do this check a lot of times. I'll put a bearing into a journal and I'll spin I'll spin the idea of the bearing to see if it's smooth. Sometimes I find the journals are, are so tight, uh, pressing inwards that it's it's crushing the balls even before I put a, a shaft into it, and so getting a higher tolerance bearing just just guarantee a lot of times I find it guarantees that I I have a crunchy feel on a brand new bearing, so, and if you ignore that and then you spin it up to let's say two thousand rpms on the main shaft or twenty to thirty thousand rpms on a motor. Well, it's vibration. That's the answer to that. Uh, What's the next thing that got said in here? Asking about show posting. Saw that they released it. Uh, Steve, who emailed us, by the way, my motor, I emailed you, about was originally in a Synergy 766, which has a pinion bearing block. It does. It has the third bearing block support. After about 150 flights, it sat on the shelf and then was installed in XO Power Spectre 700 for about 30 flights until the issue popped up. Hmm. So the interesting thing is the XL Power 700 if if I remember right the mo- the bearing block on an XL Power 700 is is all one piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the XL Power it's not a one piece motor mount, it's a three piece, but it all bolts together. And it has a bearing, it has a bearing at the motor and a bearing at the far end of the shaft. Um, thereby joining it all together, making it a really stiff setup. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sadly, I'm going to say that the way the Synergy doesn't have a cross brace to join the lower and upper parts of the motor mount together is going to allow play to be introduced that could be rough to bearings. I know when I took my motor from my E5 to my Diablo, and I went to a motor mount that had a bearing integrated right into the motor mount. Uh, the maintenance interval changed on my motor. I, I got many more flights out of my motor. Hmm. Um, where is this now on the E5? Or not the E5. Now my motor is inside of uh, my Wraith, which shares the same the same style motor mount as a 700. Yeah. Different. <laughs> two bearings. Two bearings on that shaft as it comes out of the motor and cross-braced. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, was that everything in Discord? Um, Yokon Asli, he came by and he said, uh, You definitely should consider OpenTX Free Sky Radios. He says he has a Tyrannus XD, X9D Plus and it's never let him down. He said he had an older Fataba converted to 2.4 and several others. I think it's good for people in her hobby because I remember saving. A long time for my first transmitter. That was a Groppner, JRFM four thousand fourteen. Wow, that is a long time.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um Yeah, uh, uh, you know the the radios are the, the, the transmitters are a good price for new people entering the hobby. I think Horizon's got that area of the market cornered. Yeah. Yeah. The spectrum radio with a buy and fly. Um, Eric says this new episode, he thought Horizon Hobby required RF uh, Real Flight a long time ago, this was announced everywhere, and since then, next updates Blade D Flight, tents show up on many maps, They had Blade Models, wasn't that like two years ago?
0: Mm. It was when they- Yes. I thought they acquired it when they, when the uh, whole buyout happened.
1: Well, uh, they didn't own it, it seemed Real right. Flight was, was, the Real Flight team was- customizing real flight for their for their newest distributor right yeah um and then they just recently yeah knife edge yeah knife edge was yeah knife edge was customizing it for their newest distributor now horizon owns it <laughs> right. uh eric was also saying to you rich sorry to say but vr and real flight is significantly worse comparing to next and accuracy I am not using RR Real Flight anymore, but I still have it in my heart. Great sim, but unfortunately, dated. It had some great things, but no, that no other sim has.
0: Well, we're about to find out because I have all of them, and I just got an Oculus for Christmas. Yeah,
1: yeah. Being being a lot of things with you, Rich, are like oil and water. <laughs> um.
0: What you and me?
1: No, no. Like you either, you either love it and it's great, or no, I hate it. It gives me headaches. Uh, it's horrible. Just no. Yeah. Um, it'll it, be, it'll be great. I look forward to hearing about it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just now getting to the point where I'm comfortable enough for the access to start testing stuff. So we're gonna find it awesome. I've been playing that crap out of it since Christmas. So cool. I um, just haven't had time to really work on the. We also talk to you more sounds. about
1: Oculus after the episode. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That was it for Discord. Uh, No iTunes reviews, no Facebook reviews, and we got some feedback on Facebook. Or not Facebook, uh, Podbean. Profile and manage comments. One, Mister Ronald Thomas Junior. The uh, until recently was the primary, you know, one of the biggest support guys for V Control out there. Um, He said, "Hello, guys. It's Ron from Mikado USA." You made a comment about the V-bar not being able to be saved to a computer if you have if you were having V control as a radio. Just to so you know you can actually save your file to the radio at any time and also upload that file to a new unit or revert back to an old file at any time without any changes.
0: Still make the statement the same? Mm, no.
1: If 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 I can upload it if I can save it to the computer and have versions and then bring them back, that would give me versioning control that we
0: Oh, I misunderstood what you said. I thought he said he could save it to the radio. And update it to new versions uh, of the fly bar list.
1: No, he's saying you can save what's on the transmitter to to the computer. So oh, that's cool. Version control. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of us uh, express like having version control. Like I could, I could make some changes in one weekend and go, yeah, that was that was really bad. Let me go back to the previous weekend. Yeah,
0: that's the one thing I miss on the CGY. Yeah, uh, <laughs> keeping a spreadsheet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, another listener seven days ago, Nason Felsman. He wrote, "Whoever's chewing on pen caps or sucking on a Werther's original during the podcast is really distracting, especially with headphones on." Um, hmm, I hmm. don't know. You know, uh, from a curiosity standpoint, give me a timestamp, Nason, and uh, uh, on the episode, and I will listen to it, and then I will give you a a much more precise answer as to what exactly you're hearing so that we can either punch that person in the face, which is probably me if it's a background noise.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, it's probably you.
1: (laughs) Or or, uh, we can punch Shaggy in the face for having bad microphone setups again.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or it's Apollo. Yeah, it's a win-win. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next section, FBL project news. Last time we said the next FBL controller is on the model and testing has started. Plans to release an episode in the new year. Four FBL controllers remain, Spirit Spectrum, V-Bar, and the CGY 760. Okay, since then, the SIM controller's still on it, and it's moved through a few guys. I should see the model
0: soon. It's also had some maintenance done, so. Yes, it has. It's coming, guys, It's coming.
4: It's working. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's it's back to flying pretty decently now. I think the biggest hurdle at this very
1: moment is going to be weather. It, it is.
0: You guys can always come down and visit North Carolina.
2: We can't get down there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, touche. I,
1: <laughs> I may have to see if I can't download WTOP's traffic report for today, but... Uh, Interstate ninety five in Stafford, Virginia, which is uh, about ten miles north of me on Interstate ninety five, and about twenty miles north of Thornburg, where a lot of guys know Springfling and and Mowdown. Uh, so many vehicles have been stranded, crashed, and abandoned on Interstate ninety five. They can't get snowplows in. They can't get snowplows in. Can't get anybody out. And they, I don't know what they're doing to tow people out, but a, a, a vehicle overturned. 95 South has been basically closed since about 6 a.m. this morning, yeah. and the backup is 35 to 40 miles. The backup starts 30 to 40, 40 miles north
2: <laughs> of Stafford. Pretty much
0: almost D.C. That's unreal, man.
2: To make all this make a little bit more sense to everybody, watch right now while we're recording this, at this time, last night, it was about 60 degrees. Um, I had been out all day long in a T-shirt and they were calling for snow. We all knew it. They were calling for, like, 7 to 10 inches. We all knew it. But, you know, the ground's hot, and, you know, quite often they call for it like that, and, you know, we'll get some flurries. That's pretty much what everybody was expecting, some flurries, maybe a couple of inches. Dude, oh, no. we have oh, no. over a foot of snow here, and it came all within – um Less than six 12 hours. hours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, six
1: hours uh, Six hours of actual snow
2: precipitation to give us 12 inches. Which is just pretty- That's unreal. Kind of unheard of, really. It's not yeah. unheard. I mean, it happens once in a blue moon here, um, but uh, we had a lot of trees oh, that yeah. were broken because you get all the wet snow on top of it, yeah. and then people start trying to drive around that. So, between the trees and the cars in the ditches, it's just shut down right now. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. It's, it's funny- it's it's funny, you know, not to get too off topic on it, but or on a tangent about it, but you know, today is Monday, so Saturday it was seventy some degrees. Sunday was in the sixties, today is in the thirties with fourteen inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> I mean, Virginia has some pretty wacky weather, but even for Virginia this is really extreme. It's supposed to be nine tonight. Yep yeah it's this yeah. no it's just it's just this big the 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 um jet stream dropped down I, i've been watching this for the past uh on weatheraviation.gov on the uh, product charts i've been watching this for about a week as it was developing in seattle and i've been watching as it slowly goes over the country and then even even when it went through K- uh, kentucky it dropped some more tornadoes i am thinking this is a serious storm and then next thing i know oh we're about to get five to seven inches of snow i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa hang on and then i see the jet stream drop down I'm like oh shit this is gonna be big you know, and then everyone's saying, oh, it won't that be big, that big. It's like, I'm looking at it right here. It's going to be big. I'm seeing where the high and low pressure zones are at and where it's going to be channeling to. It's going to be big. And actually, it was, it was bigger than what I was expecting. I'm he's, he's
1: watching all this because he's excited because he's learning all yes, stuff I know stuff from, from flying it, airplanes.
4: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I, know, I, I know. When Shaggy posted that picture showing those high and low zones, I was like, oh, he's learning way too much for him to be a pilot.
4: Well, yeah. I, I got to know this stuff with the pilot. I have to know this.
0: Uh, stuff. I know it's it's awesome, dude. It's awesome. I'm just teasing.
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna run
0: away from this topic. I'm gonna run away from this topic. Yes. All right, run Please, away. Please fast because I don't give a shit. It's not snowing here. It's not that cold here. Yeah. You guys, want to no, that uh, shit? Come farther uh, south.
1: I'll pass through your area the end of January and into February. I got to spend two weeks down in South Carolina uh, for work. So.
0: Ah. Uh, cool. It won't snow. I guarantee it. Well, I'll, I'll try to guarantee it. Yeah. It won't I don't control that shit. But you
1: know. uh, so uh, next up is the main topic. <laughs> Let's get this started. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know. Think of like uh, some sort of theme music that makes you happy. There you go.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that was.
1: <laughs> um. So, this episode was, uh, what's the word for it, influenced by my recent learnings on um, learning uh, learning how to properly dress myself on the motorcycle so I can ride in temperatures below like 50 degrees. And all of a sudden, I realized everything I've been practicing for the last decade in keeping warm on the flying field
2: to... Enjoy cold weather flying? I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> well, there's no such thing as enjoying cold weather
0: flying.
1: Okay, so how about this? Enjoying hanging out with friends in the winter at the field.
0: At the field? There you go.
1: Um, also, uh, we, we, uh, we've added some heli-specific things to this topic, uh, which we've probably talked about before, but you know, they are all consolidated in one spot. So first up, we'll start with the Helicopter. And we may add some items as we go along here. But uh, uh, first up, item we have is linkages. Um, if you're going to be flying in the cold, the plastics like to uh, shrink a little, and so you may find your linkages uh, have a very tight hold on the metal balls on your uh, on your kit. And if you go fly, it may oscillate. And so you may find you need to uh, pop your linkages while it's outside in the cold and ream them a little bit, or you can do the plier squeeze technique um, to get uh, to get your linkages smooth for cold weather climbing.
3: It does actually work.
1: Yes, the the, the squeeze trick works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot where I saw that pop up in the last three months in in a lot of debate about it, but. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Matt Botos uh, taught that taught me that uh, right in front of me uh, during the jamboree one year as I was having a model shake issue. And
3: Frank Knoll yeah. showed it to me. Apparently, he learned it when dinosaurs still roam the earth.
1: <laughs> Next up is belts. Uh, rubber, rubber, plastics, polymers, whatever the ingredients are on the belts. Um. If, depending upon, you know, other shows, how long you've been maybe in the hobby, you, your belt's likely to tighten up. Uh, for both of these these first two items, uh, if it's your first time flying in the cold, um, and, and uh, it'll kind of run into the next item we'll talk about, uh, bring the model out of your car, because you brought it probably from inside your house where it was warm. You put it in your car, which is likely warm, and then you took it to the field, and then you slap a battery and you go fly it. Uh, pull it out of the car, put it on the table, let it cool down, let it get to the actual temperature outside, and then check. start checking the stuff. You may find you need to adjust your belt. Um, you need to do your linkages. Um, the other thing is is that once your helicopter is outside, I would leave it outside. Because if you, if you drag it inside, um, back and forth, back and forth.
0: Condensation. Um,
1: it's yeah. going, the, the, the metal is going to attract moisture, which means you're going to start attracting that moisture into your bearings.
0: Nuts and bolts start rusting. It's
2: hard to fly them inside, too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Nuts, yeah, it, you're right. It's it, it, correct, Rich. Yeah,
0: yeah it's it just you got moisture all over it, so.
1: So you're going to start rusting stuff, and you don't want to do that. Once uh, well, it's outside, leave it outside. Another reason uh, for leaving the heli outside between flights is, uh, you know, we've watched some FBL controllers. Uh, they don't always enjoy the temperature swings. Um, you know, from like going inside where it's nice, warm, 70 degrees, to going outside where, uh, you know, maybe below freezing. So, uh, keep you know, keeping it outside will make sure that it doesn't go through temperature swings and the FPL controller, you know, doesn't experience that. Because we've seen it, uh, if it if it does experience it, it can show up as drift uh, with, with extreme temperature swings um, with the FPL controller while it's powered on. So, yeah, another reason to keep it outside. Uh, bring your batteries, bigger batteries in. Um, it's up to you if you want to bring your transmitter in. If it's a sunny day at the field, I enjoy usually sticking my transmitter on the dash of my car in the sun inside the mm. car. So it usually gets heated up. And um, yeah. yeah, feels good to the hands.
0: I do the same thing. I leave it in the front seat in the case usually. and
1: Yeah. I think last year I posted a picture of Miss Kitty, a uh, field mascot at Thornburg. Uh, she actually laid down on a dash of my Mazda <laughs> in the sun during a winter flying session. Oh, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Leads us into batteries. So, batteries. Uh, keep them at room temperature uh, before flying cool, cooler weather. Um, uh, I've, I've probably said it here once. I'll say it again. Batteries like humans. They like moderate temperatures. If you don't like the temperature, your battery probably doesn't either.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, take it from outside or from inside the worm, take it outside, put it in the model, get it plugged in, get it in the air. This is the time when aged old batteries that are tired will definitely start to show that they're tired. If you have telemetry on your model, I could tell you an old battery will usually light up my my telemetry and tell me I'm tired. I'm not outputting like I should, would, or could, or did. Mm. That's also another thing to be wary of. Is tired batteries are going to are going to act extra tired in the cold. Uh, next one, no Teflon lubricants. Uh, we have many episodes where we say stop using lubricants with PTFE. It's stiff as a mess. Uh, it doesn't get any better in the cold.
0: <laughs> no, even yeah, it gets stiff in the cold.
1: It gets stiff. Yeah. Uh, Mike and I have actually experienced it during some of the New Year's flights. Mm-hmm. Like, this stuff is starting to act like ice on the shaft. Yeah. And, uh...
3: You know what I just started using? Gun oil? Yeah. Gun oil. Yeah. Stuff that passes mill and all sorts of other standard requirements for crazy weather conditions.
2: Add to that, firearms are
1: much more valued than model helicopters.
3: <laughs> well, it depends if you shoot I mean, or not. you think about the conditions
0: if the oil has to work in. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, you turned me on to that stuff a couple of years ago, and I've been using it ever since. Using just going well?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, because we've said it. You've said it before. Uh, the stuff that uh, George's the scorpion sells, the motor mm-hmm. lubricant. That's that's a great one. And then if you can't, you know, you don't have that to pinch. Firearm lubricant.
3: Yeah, because I mean, yeah. you consider the the conditions that the firearms go through. Right. The extreme heat, extreme pressure, all sorts of um sliding interfaces.
2: Yep. And they have to
1: carry stuff out because they, they they're meant to, you know, gather contaminants and whatever. Yeah, it's also
3: a cleaner. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of times I have put um well CLP or M Pro seven or something like that. I put it on the shaft and the amount of dirt and crap it pulls out that I can wipe off is honestly yeah. kinda crazy. Yeah.
1: I think the last one, and I kind of mentioned a moment ago when it comes to the helicopters, taking your transmitter inside and outside. Uh, yeah. Many of us fly with transmitters that are heavily plastic, so taking them inside isn't all that bad. Um, Rich and Apollo fly with a jetty. Um, Mike, I usually see, takes his inside. Uh, Rich, you...
0: I usually take mine inside and try to keep it warmer. I've had mine actually um, condense, you know have condensation condense on it you know what i mean i've taken it from either hot or cold and gone the other direction and i've got moisture under my screen um from going from hot to cold or cold to hot usually cold to hot
3: the key thing with mine is i will put it in the window of my car or i will take it inside where it has a heat source on it low heat but nonetheless it's still dry heat
1: yeah Yep. yeah nothing nothing really saps the energy from a flight faster than just grabbing a cold as a brake transmitter yeah
3: actually I kind of want to put the carbon film heater in the back of the jetty it's gonna
0: smoke my battery time but it would be badass to yeah. have a heated radio <laughs> there's guys that put hand warmers in them I've seen those
3: yeah yeah they put a car like a, I've seen it they put a carbon film heater on the back plate yeah.
1: um I think it's best to put it here but transmitter mitts um, – my wife made me one, and then uh, I think I, I think we already have links for it, but I'll have to pull it all together. But there's several transmitter mitts on the market. They work really nicely. interesting thing is that some of them, once you get your hands in them, uh, your hands may sweat inside of them, and inside the transmitter mitt will start to get uh, moisture.
3: <laughs> huh.
1: yeah. um, I've run into that.
0: So I've never flown with one before, so. If it's,
1: it can be absolutely just you know, it can be absolutely distracting. Please get you know, please stop all the madness kind of stuff. And like nope, never can do it, never will do it, I'm out. Or, you know, uh piece of a pod. Do they touch you know? your
2: do they touch your hands? The like the, the backs of your hands? Or the
4: tops of your sticks? So here's the thing, like some of them they do, some of them they it don't.
1: Depends upon the transmitter case, your transmitter setup, like if you like short sticks, long sticks. Yeah. Uh, how how it attaches to your body. How it's supported. Uh, there's a lot of variables that control it. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, I've tried out three different ones. and They all... They all excuse slightly differently.
4: Did you try out mine? Uh, I thought I did. Yeah, I think... Because I, I had to modify mine. Mine is the, Hob- the Hobby King version. And the thing is, when you had the radio in there, there's nothing stiff on it. So it just kind of... Like the top of it has, an, has a uh it's a, like a transparent vinyl over top of it and that rest that that rest on my hands and uh no because anything on top of my hands I, I can't it restricts my movement and i've always feared that it would uh get in between between my fingers and the sticks so i actually made a an acrylic tray that i could put my radio on and then lock it in position and then i i took um another acrylic a transparent acrylic piece and went over top the the screen or the the top of the uh, tr- the transmitter glove and I put a neck strap on it so now I can have I can hold up the uh I can hold up the top part, the top fabric and then the transmitter is on a tray keeping the bottom flat so cause that was another thing is that the sides would go again against my 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 fingers and prevent me from hitting the switches properly so then, that way, it's all open inside. It, it's uh, there's there's other routes. This was a twenty dollar glove, and then I had all the materials to make, uh, the modification I did to it. Maybe a couple hours of work, but sometimes it might be easier just to pay the 80 dollars for one that's already done like that.
1: Yeah, um, my wife made me one. And it's uh, very highly customized for me. It has cuffs in it that are like a fleece material that actually cuff to my wrists. Um, we added a, a, a neck strap to it to support the whole thing. But basically, once I reach in and grab the transmitter, my 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 I'm holding my transmitter basically floating in my in, inside the case hmm. inside the transmitter bit. Um, and since mine are, mine's cuffed around my, mine's cuffed around me, and then uh, it's got a waterproof outer and it's got a fleece inner. Yeah, mine, mine will. If I start sweating, it will collect the moisture within. Um, my bigger fear is, 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 uh, is the transmitter hitting uh, switches on the transmitter.
2: So you don't have a neck strap when you fly with it, or. The neck strap is not supporting the transmitter; it's supporting the mitt. Uh, so you That's why you're holding. You, there, you can't. Uh, you can't just kind of put yeah. it on the bottom of the mitt.
1: No, it. it, it, it uh, no, no. I have a. I have a like a. I have a, a box style uh, frame inside of it. And so, like, just uh, I'll carry it around. It, it, you know, I can I pick it up and carry it around that way. But the transmitter basically, I guess I kind of say it's kind of like putting a transmitter on the bottom of a shopping bag, a plastic shopping bag. It's, yeah. it's going to form to it. Um, yeah, I usually when I carry it around, I'll put my hand inside the mitt, grab the transmitter.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: You know, it's it's a V1 mitt. Wife custom made it for me. And we, you know, we learned as we went. <laughs>
0: That's the way it works.
1: Uh... Okay. Any other things in the helicopter getting ready for cold? We want to talk about? Um,
0: be careful of batteries in your transmitter. If your transmitters left outside and it's they're cold, they're gonna, the voltage yeah. is going to drop. You, you know, you know, you know. Yeah. You, so just watch it. Um, do you, have you guys ever had the, had issues with nylon gears in the cold, either stripping or changing size? Uh, yes. I, I mean, I've had fr-
3: issues with fragility and part dimension shrinking.
0: Right. Anyway, but is it a problem? You should worry about when you're out in the cold.
1: It's never, it's never been a problem with me with synergies or Thunder Tiger Delrin or Thunder Tiger. I never had the, the problem. Never cropped up as in like, oh, don't do that too hard; it'll freaking explode.
3: Yeah, I did blow up in a line gear when it was 20 degrees out once, but I was also
0: fine. Like a complete yeah. asshole.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's <sighs> 20 degrees or a line gear at that time.
0: Yes. yes, because I've I've had my synergies in the cold, but we're talking thirty five degrees cold. I've never had it in that freezing. I never had any issues with that, but I was just curious. You know,
1: on the other on the other hand, I mean, it's on DePaulo's YouTube channel. Him and I were out there doing sliding autos with our uh,
4: Align six hundred nitros in sleet. Oh yeah, you were starting to get that. You were starting to get the rim ice on the blades. Yeah. Hmm. So meh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that hasn't been a problem okay. that we've experienced. Maybe someone else has. All
4: right. So then
0: let's move on to how do you keep your body warm? This is where you've been going through some learning shit.
1: Yeah, that's where I've been going through some learning shit. So, first up, one of the biggest things is no cotton against the skin. Yeah. Uh, cotton, when it gets wet, doesn't actually continue to help keep you warm, or uh, the, you will not warm up cotton to keep warm. Mm hmm. Uh, Wool, on the other hand, if it gets wet, you can heat it up and it will stay warm despite it being wet. Um, I am amazed at the amount of shirts and pants that are sold that are are long johns, that when you look at the material list of it, it has uh, a—over half of it is cotton. And— Um, this has been plaguing me for years, but it really didn't become much of an issue until I got on the motorcycle and then got far down the road and went, Oh my God, my feet are cold. I'm wearing heavy boots. They have Gore-Tex. Why? (laughs)
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Or, or, you know, how do I layer up without creating really thick layers on my legs or my arms?
0: Yeah, You know that my wife is from Maine and I spent years in Maine and New England and, um, in the winter time, we used to wear wool inserts in our boots. Um, yeah. they stay warm even if they get wet, because your body yep. will keep will keep them warm. They do not avoid moisture though; they will absorb moisture, but they do help you don't keep warm. But yeah, because we used to do the same thing. We used to wear a polyester blend against our body—a blend. Now you're saying you've learned that it's, but we didn't. I don't think we had as much whole polyester stuff. Back when I was living up there, as we used to, you know, as you do now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to wear
0: a polyester blend next to our bodies and then wool and stuff out or other materials.
1: Yeah, as I sit here today, I'm wearing uh, a product sold by Wrangler Jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, what, uh, I want to say 90% polyester and 10% lycra. Mm-hmm.
0: So that technology has um, gone a long way in the last 10 years.
1: Yeah, and uh, the the pants and the shirt top are twenty dollars a piece. Yeah, Um, it's it's cost effective, dude. It's been keeping me warm. It does an amazing job on the motorcycle. I wish I'd have found this a decade ago in this hobby. When standing on the field, you know, especially at events like chill out, Mm -hmm. Um, just you know, wow. I've I've you know, oh, I'll, I'll get a t shirt and then. A long-sleeve oh, – I'll get a long-sleeve T-shirt made of cotton, and then I'll get, like, a thermal, which is 50% cotton and, like, 50% – you know, it's, like, 55% cotton, like, 45% wool. I'm like, like no wonder I'm still cold at the field.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But, so, uh, when it comes to things against the skin, ditch the cotton. Uh, polyester is a cheaper material you can find it at a Walmart. Look at the materials list. Mm-hmm. The pimp material is – Moreno wool, um, comes from a, it's a specialty wool. Um, it is not a synthetic and, but, uh, garments with a hundred percent Moreno wool can be over a hundred (laughs) dollars. Um, but, uh, like Mike and I were shopping yesterday and we found stuff with like 35%, 45%, uh, moreno wool content on socks and we were seeing prices from $20 $20 for one pair of sock
3: to 40 bucks, 35 mm-hmm. bucks, $35 and basically um, if you wanted the high percent and a high thread get out the money yeah,
0: yeah.
1: but um I had been being plagued by boots with, you know, cotton wool blend socks and uh, my feet are sweating I'm warm, but my feet are sweating. And I pull my feet out of my boots and they're
2: cold. Yeah. I, like, I've, I've been hell? exactly right there. That's my big thing. That and my fingers. But my toes, because my my feet sweat, my socks get wet, and they just get cold after that. Yeah. Yep.
1: And I can tell you, like, uh, we, we stopped in because uh, Walmart has been impossible for me to find a sock of good quality that has not got cotton in it. Mm-hmm. Uh. Bass Pro Shop, Cabela's. Uh, start start walking into walking into a hunting store. Hit up Amazon. Uh, I found socks without wool in them. Oh my god! Oh my god! World of difference. <laughs>
0: without wool or without cotton?
1: Without without cotton <sighs> in them. Yeah, without cotton in them.
0: Is it really that
3: much snow? of a difference, Robert?
1: I just spent I just spent like six hours outside shoveling snow and sweating. And I came inside, pulled the socks off, turned them inside out, checked my feet. Socks are dry, feet are dry. I'm comfortable.
0: Hmm. I know.
1: I wouldn't have, I wouldn't able to do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that. I, I didn't have that before.
0: Yeah, I used to wear, when I raced sailboats, I used to, used to wear, um, under my sailing shoes, I used to wear wool socks. They'd get wet, but my feet would stay warm. All right, here's the part where I go to
3: Clem's website and I'm fucking angry that I can't buy any, uh... Merino stuff. Clem,
1: Clem is a motorcycle company. Does make Merino socks, and and there's motorcycle specific socks uh-huh, that go yeah. up a little higher. But the the stuff I find, you know, the the stuff we bought yesterday and and, and the stuff I found before works perfectly fine for the boots I have. Hmm. Um, yeah. So polyester, Merino wool, pit materials. Use that for a base layer, mid layer. So layers are still really important. Um, we get to a mid layer. A fleece, something, something, uh, ditch the cotton, something that's going to help create a layer and it's going to keep in heat. Um, so, you know, uh, fine pants with, with a fleece liner inside of them. Um, I, you know, something to keep in, something to help keep in heat, be comfortable. Uh, so I'd say something that will nicely move with, uh, with, uh, your base layer. If they start doing weird things together, I would feel uncomfortable.
3: Oof, you're right. It is eighty bucks for a merino top.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, one hundred percent merino. But they have it. Moreno.
3: They actually have it, Robert. They've got it in small. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Time to finally rejoice that I'm a skinny, lanky bastard.
1: Um. Uh. Yeah. Fleece. Um, I don't know if, I, you know, I was thinking about this. I can't think of any other materials or something commonly, you know, named, like, fleece usually covers a lot of mid-layer
3: stuff. Polyester, I guess?
1: Well, polyester is an actual material. When you say fleece, I don't think fleece is a material. It's not like... fleece
3: yeah, fleeces. Oh, uh, it's, it's kind of like... Yeah, like Like, um... Like plaid. Like, what the fuck is plaid usually? Yeah, right? we
1: were talking about that. What's a... What's a... Uh, oh, no, what was the, 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 grunge, the Grunge top article? It was... Um, you just said you had one. You had to wear them for last weekend, Mike.
3: The grunge top.
1: Yeah, you just wear one the last weekend, but it wasn't a grunge top. What was that called? I can't remember the name of it. Flannel.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, flannel.
1: flannel. No, when it when it comes to here again, I'm just gonna say for mid layer, ditch the cotton, find something that's a synthetic, uh, get it something you know it's gonna be a little bit thicker, create a layer. Um, the important the next layer is your outer layer. The important thing here is blocking wind or blocking rain. Um, I've kind of found that, uh, whatever blocks wind also blocks rain. Um, but the, the next really important part here is the colder it is outside, the thicker this outer layer will probably be. Um, I have actually found that I may carry two different jackets here, depending upon the temperature range. And if it gets a little warmer, I'll switch to a jacket that still gives me the windbreaker, but is a little thinner. And if it gets colder, then I'll switch to a thicker jacket that gives me that windbreaker.
0: According to Googie, googly, fleece is it's made like a, uh, from polyester, fine polyester fibers, woven into a light yeah. fabric. And what are you saying? That polyester is like the the synthetic merino.
1: Yeah, it's a synthetic.
3: Yeah, it's hundred percent
1: synthetic. Yeah, synthetic. It's it's the synthetic answer. It's kind of like a. For, for for those well versed in motorcycles uh, you have all your synthetics and then you have leather. Um, <laughs> if you're going to wear something to hit the ground with and slide across asphalt at any speed you got all your synthetics which are cool fancy materials and then you got leather and leather does an awesome job of sliding across asphalt but it's expensive.
3: <laughs> it doesn't breathe.
1: Um synthetics are good for usually like one hit to the ground whereas a leather can take multiple so, not to go off topic on that one. Um, Outer layer, last one that got on here. Hats uh, and and uh, Cliff made sure to remind us that, or made sure to write it down to remind us that your head is the most vascular place on your body, meaning you got a lot of blood flow going on there. As you've all probably experienced, as you've got a small cut and go, why is this thing bleeding like crazy? <sighs> yeah.
0: Now is that the most vascular place on Eric's body? Oh gosh, don't go with that.
2: Uh, eric or erica (laughs) Uh,
0: i have a picture of what's on top they're not vascular (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna share them when i need them
1: oh no (laughs) um so uh, keeping warm outside of the field. Usually, I have a hood on my jacket to break the wind, and then my my fleece uh, my fleece midliner has a hood as well, so it does a really good job. And then I wear a baseball hat, or usually, you know, my Team USA or my Contronic or Fataba hat, (laughs) or or for or for the others, it may be uh, a Theta hat or uh, an Sab hat Mm -hmm. (laughs) or an Only Fine Hilly's hat. (laughs) Um scorpion <laughs> scorpion urcha uh
4: contronic yeah. expert
1: i, I like a, a a firm bill so that my vision doesn't get impeded by the by the by the hood mm-hmm. by, the, by the hood um that's what i usually like in the field um i have worn beanies or what did they call it toboggan i don't know why some of you guys know it as a toboggan
0: it's because it's what it's called up north uh,
2: Yeah, I hear you. That's what my grandma called it when she watched me when I was little and I wanted to go outside. She had to make sure I put on my toboggan.
0: Put on the toboggan. Oh, my goodness.
2: Um,
1: An item I put here is if you're going to have to deal with wind in your face, possibly, uh, a balaclava. Um, Something to put over your head and keep your whole darn head warm. Um, What did you call that? Or Balaclava.
0: I've never heard of that. It's just that
1: hood. I may it's... be pronouncing it wrong.
0: Oh, well, I, it still doesn't sound familiar
1: to me. Alibaba? Uh, it's another usually polyester. Uh, it's a thin polyester thing you pull over your head. Oh, and it has basically an oval, oval opening for your eyes and your
0: nose. I didn't realize that's what it was called. Because with COVID, that's what everybody looks like now.
1: Or I'm guessing what uh, Dapola wrote here was fucking motorcycle helmet or no balls. Plot twist: Moto gear is actually a really good winter flying gear.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking warm, dude, and it keeps the wind out. Yeah, um, I was uh, not expecting that until I bungee corded my shit to my bike, rode to the field, and went flying, and was like, "Wow, I'm not cold at all. This is great." Yeah,
2: but it looked really good too.
3: I, you know what, I didn't think about it, I usually don't think about it, but Chris Barton was there to tell me I looked like a badass, because he's an Alpine Stars fanboy. (laughs) (laughs) And then I did not feel like a badass, because he said that, and he's a total squid.
1: Well, as we've learned, you can be a squid when you're doing wheelies, even if you are on a dirt bike.
3: Personally attacked, you stop
2: that.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, welcome to to reality. (laughs) Um... You know, uh, Cliff? Did you have you actually gone out and looked for socks that don't have cotton in them, or is that something you're gonna go do?
2: No. So you know, the really stupid thing is, I actually have wool socks that I wear um, a lot of times when I do pet fencing in the colder weather, just for yeah. that reason. Um, but the thing, and so they're a little thicker too, though. So I normally don't like to wear those in my normal boots because they're just yeah. they're just thicker. But Thicker. I do yeah. have them, and they do work, and that's what they're made for.
0: You can... I Go ahead, Rich. I was going to say, you can get thinner, tighter woven ones from sailing shops or sailing sites. That um, sounds expensive. They, yeah, they're not. Yeah, anything for a boat's expensive, right? Yeah. But Bust out another thousand. Yeah, but they're not. It's not. <laughs> it's, Pretty much. They're not any worse than anything else, but the wool, the, they're... I don't. Know, I used to have a bunch of pairs of them. They were pretty thin because we were wearing them in the summertime.
1: Uh, dress socks. Hmm. I would say dress socks is a cheap alternative. I actually was wearing dress socks in my boots this this summer when I was riding.
0: The wool or are they polyester?
1: I think they're polyester. Yeah. yeah, they're they're a cheap alternative you can find um, before you go hunting on Amazon or a, a sport shop or a boating shop for. You know, like Under Armour, of course. Like guys have seen Under Armour, they make they make all sorts of fancy, you know, uh, uh, layers and clothing. Um, you know, I was poking through the website yesterday and found they have uh, they have garments made for cold weather and garments made for hot weather for base layer stuff. Uh, anything else we want to add on this topic?
0: I don't think so.
2: Forty eight and sunny. If it's not forty eight and sunny. You don't need to go.
0: God, you beat me to it. I was going to say the exact same thing. You just avoid all this shit. You don't go to the field if it's less than 45 degrees. Then you just can wear shirts.
1: You know, uh, Ben has his misery
0: factor. (laughs) His misery factor is higher than the rest of ours, though.
3: Honestly, if it's 30 degrees out and it's not windy and it's Sunday, I'll I'll go out there. If it's sunny, uh, I've got to wear. I don't know. Hey, hell, Robert. I don't think he was there, but uh, if you ever get the chance, Robert and Justin's there. Asking about when I was trying to start my jet with a blow dryer. It was too—it was too cold for the damn thing to start, but it was nice out for flying because it was no wind, but it was sunny. Mm-hmm. However, it was totally like 20 degrees out, so the engine was like, "Yeah, nah, brah, piss off." Um. So we ran it into the clubhouse, and I got it hot with a blow dryer. And as this thing is starting and shooting smoke out, I'm running across the field to put on the flight line.
1: You know the the guys who run the uh, nitro engines in surface cars because they're uh they don't have rings. It's just an all compression it's fit. ABC it's
3: ABC. It, it yeah. has a very specific temperature it needs to run.
1: And so a lot of those guys, like I hear them, they'll wrap the they'll wrap the head in foil and then they'll take a, they a heat gun or a blow dryer, and start heating that whole engine up and. Getting it warm enough so they could turn it over and go play in the cold.
3: I totally used to uh, run a cut up sock on my engine, hit up my buggies so they'd stay right around one eighty.
0: Because
3: hmm. otherwise, yeah, because it's got the pinch fit, it would, um, it would absolutely destroy the running fit of the engine. And you go to run it in summer, and it was garbage.
1: Yeah, I mean my my cutoff is like forty sunny, no wind in in in. In all the previous years before I learned what i would learned now, I've shared forty sunny, no wind, yeah, um, and forty five cloudy in like no wind or like five mile an hour as I could deal. I
2: think you guys are cheating a little bit though. You're dressing so when you're outside, you're comfortable and all that, but you're going inside the clubhouse while your battery charges up, while in between flights, while you're whatever shooting the shit. I- Not necessarily.
1: I stopped going inside the clubhouse a lot more often, especially as COVID hit, and um, I wasn't treating my batteries nicely taking them in the clubhouse. I was charging outside. I'd put the charge case in the sun, but no, I'd be outside and just, just you know, transmitter on the dashboard in the sun and, and you know, back in a transmitter mitt when I was flying and, you know, just keep swapping batteries to a model.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, because Facebook actually reminded me, it posted pictures of my Diablo. Like January 1, 2021. Hey, you know, thanks for the great flight and all my sponsors. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, there's a picture of a model that got trashed last year. Uh, nothing else on this topic.
2: Cool. Shall we hit close out?
4: Sure. Send it. I have nothing more.
1: <laughs> Rich, Shaggy, Topolo.
4: Send it. I got nothing, man.
3: My helicopter's been broke, and I spent New Year's Eve putting exhaust together.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see how fast I can say this, or should I say it slow? Which one should I do, fast or slow? What should we do for 2022? I think
2: you should do the first one fast, the second one slow, the third one slow, the fourth one fast. Shut up, Cliff. So on and so on.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Just shut up, Cliff. Remind him of that as he goes. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm going to start this out. Close out. Check out the other great Heli Podcasts. Faster. freefall RC Podcast. Faster. The Heli Head Show. Faster. Kids Up RC Heli Podcast. And the Houdini RC Heli Podcast. Faster, you pussy. Well, I'm Mickey RC Podcast. It's Verde Under RC Heli Podcast. RC Heli Hooligans. Full Pitch RC Podcast. The OG's RC Heli Nation version 2.0. Get wrecked.
0: And we just lost half the people. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Vogue, we're in applicable in all states. <laughs> Side effects may cause... You may not. <laughs> we just lost
0: the rest of them.
3: Please comment
1: on iTunes or Podbean. Help others find the show. If you have any questions, feel free to email us. Uh, upcoming events we are attending.
0: <laughs> crickets Fallouts. I mean, uh, Fallout.
4: Fall oh, oh, a- <laughs> 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 Where's yep. your Fallout? That's what it is. Where's your Fallout?
0: Maybe uh, you may be falling out after that. Uh, Crawl out uh, from the Fallout, baby. Uh, no, Chill Out will be the next. Will be the next. I one. don't
1: have any dates down for Chill Out.
0: I don't think they've got them yet, but I it'll be in February.
1: Yeah, that's what I have. I have penciled aside February. Um, I see yeah. the next event on my calendar is April twenty first, twenty twenty two. least Sprinkling. Um, I do have on here March eighteenth. We will. I don't. I don't plan to go at this time. Smackfest twenty two at uh, where's that? Uh, Florida, Miami. Oh. That is.
0: Oh, that's the Miami. Yeah, that's
1: Frank's. That's Frank's event. I don't plan to go to it, but I have it down here.
0: Yeah, I would like to go down there sometime, but that's just too many hours of driving. I keep – especially for you. Frank, we appreciate the fact that you do all those hours of driving come to see us. <laughs> <laughs> True.
4: <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. It actually takes him the right amount of time to get to Virginia where you, it, you make 10 different detours and it takes you three days. I got a new phone. It'll be good this year. <laughs> yeah, you trust wish.
1: Me. Are you like Shaggy and you bought a phone that was made five years ago?
4: Dude, I bought a Pixel 6, a real phone. Oh, it's made by Google, so it's even worse.
0: <laughs> Dude, let's just not get this one going, because you got nowhere to talk about anything.
4: Oh, I got plenty to talk about here. You bought a Google cell phone that has Google Maps, which has, which you've had problems with Google Maps.
0: Why don't you go make another knife? Go start pounding on something. Dude, you
1: run, <laughs> you run a cell phone made by a company that's better known for printers. <laughs> what
4: Kyosura, really?
1: And yes, Kyosera is yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm getting a new cell <laughs> phone this week, so we'll see.
0: Do you have a Kyosera phone? Yes, he does. Kiyosura.
4: yes. So does Tyson. I'm he's right. got the same one I have.
0: They're right.
1: What do you mean they're right?
0: Everybody's right about Shaggy. Oh, he's f- the whole Boomer thing. Yeah, he's. he's, he's oh my <laughs> God. He's busted. He's using the. Oh my God. (laughs)
4: What? Whatever. Let's wrap it up. Okay. I want to go to bed. Uh Um,
1: See the 2022 Heli calendar spreadsheet in Google Drive. Scroll down in your favorite podcast app and click the link for more details. Remember, we're in Discord. If you would like to chat with us or other Heli buddies in real time, search Telerotor or find the invite on our Facebook page. Thank you to all the listeners, and hope you see the Hope to see you on the
0: YouTube. If
4: we can get there. Thanks, guys.
0: Merry, Merry Christmas. Guys. Have fun. Happy New Year. Yeah, have a new year. Christmas is past, man.
4: Yep. Whatever. So Welcome. New Year's. New Year's is, new is year. only a year. New Year's. Welcome makes. to 2022.
1: Year. Time to smash your 580 raw. Yeah.
4: And then complain that you can't get parts. Attending fun
1: flies may result in death of penalty death of you, death of, your, uh, death of your hobby, death of your wife, death of your car, death of everything, death of your wallet. Some side effects may be happiness. Too big to smile.
0: <laughs> Not if you're dead.
4: <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode, as we enjoy taking the time to make them. If you have any questions regarding the show, such as future topics, events, or anything else, you can send us an email at telerotor at gmail.com or on Facebook, search Telerotor. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the field.
1: Welcome to the bloopers for this episode. We recommend you listen to them in private as the audio is loud and the subject matter a bit sophomoric. Enjoy.
2: Uh,
4: Are we supposed to start recording yet? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Cliff, um, go didn't you corner. hear him
0: say pineapple?
4: Yes, that clearly means go. Oh God,
0: how long have you guys been going?
4: Forever.
1: Recording officially 55 minutes. Oof. Well, not all of it will
2: make the episode, but we've been we've been keeping it decently yeah. tight. Yeah, first fifty minutes was Rich going over what he did since the last. Oh, time it was recorded. how many
0: fucking teams you joined lately.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit. You know, a God. bunch of posers, man. You know what the best part is you know, fly whatever the <laughs> hell you want.